Welcome to the Friendship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Binnick, and today we're going to be talking about all things fitness, wellness, and mindset so that you can be the best version of yourself for everybody and your family and life that loves you and needs you. All right, guys, what is going on? Today we are here and we are going to be talking about setting expectations for ourselves and really setting high expectations for ourselves and others and the people that are in our kind of circle or our inner circle or you know inside of our 20 square feet if you are a focus 3 person and you know the big thing that brought some of this up or kind of got it front of mind for me was I've been talking with some teachers, administrators, and actually um, a couple of nurse practitioners who work in pediatric medicine about just sort of the current state of kids, teenagers, students, and their mental and physical well-being, and really just the current state of kind of where they're at with stuff. And, you know, the, the quick snapshot is that these people are concerned you know, and, and I think that we all should be as society. I think, you know, we, we've talked a lot and I think a lot of you guys are aware of the last few years and what that's done to people and what that's done specifically to some of our young people in terms of stunting development socially, maybe setting things back a little bit and getting us away from things like, you know, parties, sports in person, uh, engagement, being a part of a team, you know, going to leadership activities and different different stuff. Like we just, we kind of have less social interactions and social get togethers. And we are guilty of this too, as a gym, it just naturally was sort of the state was, we got out of rhythm. We got off of tradition when it comes to some of these in-person social engagements that are so necessary in the life of a young person. Like we don't think about it in this way, but if you're a kid and getting together with your family or your extended family is maybe a once or a twice in a year thing. And you're going to do that, you know, from the time that let's say you become somewhat conscious. So let's call it around, I don't know, five years old, six years old is about as far back as I can remember anything, maybe even six or seven. And so six or seven years old to about 16 is really a huge time for social engagement. And so, you know, you start taking away some of these, you take away a Christmas or you take away a birthday party or you take away a graduation, you take away just some of these little things that are staples, that are traditions of our society, of our family structure, and are necessary for our you know, growth and development, for the people around us who love us, who care about us, to partake in that development, impart wisdom, growth, development, get us gifts, and some of these things. You know, That stuff actually, I think, is way more important than we give credit to. And I think a big part of this is people have somewhat dropped their expectations. I kind of have an on-running joke with my inner circle that businesses, um, individual people, and you know, teachers, I'm sure you see this with students and maybe even with other teachers and other administrators, but we've gotten used to just saying like, let's take something that's just subpar. Let's take service at a restaurant and you go to a restaurant, you're just like, oh my God, the service is awful. I mean, I had to, Maria and I had to stop going out for a while to go to restaurants because I, it was so hard to like enjoy yourself because you would never get your water filled up the entire two hours you were there. You'd, you'd have to get up out of your seat, go to the bar and fill up your water. The interactions with the waiters and waitresses were, you know, inauthentic and you could tell they were overstressed. It's not their fault, right? They, they've got 
15 tables when in reality they should have six. So instead of every table getting, you know, four or five minutes to order and banter and have a conversation, get to know your waitress a little bit and, you know, have a good solid interaction with them. Instead, you get two minutes and it's rushed and they've got a million more things on the back of their minds. So they have to get your order and move on and immediately go put it in, then move to the next table. And we know that things get dropped. And when that stuff starts happening, people's expectations start to lower. You lower your expectation for what you have for a restaurant. You lower your expectations for what you expect out of businesses that you interact with. Or, you know, if you're a B2B, a business to business person, you work with other businesses or other people, you, you start to expect delays, right? <laughs> so we ordered a new oven. Our oven broke last year and we ordered a new oven on November 20th. Still not here. Get a message a couple days ago. Hey, it's going to be actually be delivered next month. And they just assume that people are going to be fine with a three month delay to getting their appliance. And it like, why? And there's a, you know, COVID supply chain stuff, trucking, can't get it done. And so the expectation is then lowered. The expectation isn't, I go and order an oven from Home Depot and it gets delivered, you know, four days later or five days later. That used to maybe be the expectation. Now it's not. And so all across the board, we see this. I see it time and time and time again across our society where everyone just keeps letting each other off the hook and keeps lowering these expectations. Everyone gets a little lazier and a little bit more complacent. And I think that stuff bleeds over into our activities and how we just take on things that we know that we should be doing. We know that we should be taking seriously. We know should be priorities and cornerstones of our schedule. And they're just not anymore. And I see this start to bleed over. And the bigger thing I want to talk about with it today is the expectations of kids themselves in the kids program in you know, in your schools, in wherever you guys get to hopefully get to interact with kids a little bit. If not, you know, this is a big staple for me. This is our number one goal as a facility, as a program this year is to really ramp up, you know, this youth program. I want it to have a serious impact in our society. I want to impact you guys as parents listening to this so that you're better people, so that you are more prepared to communicate effectively and be the best parent that you can be, so that that bleeds over to your kids. And then your kids can become leaders in whatever they're doing, the soccer team that they play on, you know, the volleyball team, the field hockey, bring that into their teams because you've better prepared them for their sporting event or their extracurricular activities or even just their schooling and education. And you start to build their mindset on high expectations, high expectations of themselves and high expectations of others around them. And this is something that I really try to bring to my coaching. I hope if you guys have me in a class, you see me have high expectations for you. And obviously there's all kinds of real things that can come in that we need to maybe change the expectation a little bit because of an injury or because of a setback or, you know, pregnancy or whatever it might be. But all things being equal, when everything is healthy and everything is solid, we should, be, we should be pushing ourselves and pushing these expectations of what we can do and what we can achieve and how many times per week we can make it and how tough our mindset could be and how resilient we can be with the challenges that are facing us in our day-to-day. And we should be bleeding that over into the other people in our lives and just asking and really demanding more of them. You are capable of more. Show me. I want to see it. 
I believe so much that you can be great at this. I believe so much that you can, you can do more weight. You can do a higher box. I believe that you can. You look great. You're under control. Your movement is so good. Just try it. Let's see what happens. And you just elevate that expectation just a little bit. And this is why I love the gym so much is because you get these little micro opportunities to set high expectations for yourself. Oh, I don't know. Jeff said maybe like do 45 pound dumbbells today. I've never done a 45 pound dumbbell before for, for a dumbbell snatch in a workout. That's kind of intimidating, but he said, that's what, that's the goal of today. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to try it and whatever happens, happens. And when you allow the others and the other people around you to set high expectations for you and you believe in their belief in you, right? If you, if you just accept that, you say, well, you know, Jeff says I can. He's been doing this a long time. I, th- I don't think he would set me up for failure. If, if he thinks I can, maybe I can. And you allow my high expectations for you, my belief in you to bleed over into your actions. Now we both just got better, Right you're going to keep motivating me to believing in people and to have high expectations for them and want to push them and make them better. And you're going to show me and prove to me that I was right to have high expectations for you, that you can do it and that you will achieve. So that makes me a better coach. It makes me feel good about my coaching too. And it makes me motivated to coach more people that day, that same way. And it makes you better because you now get a better workout. You accomplished a task that you weren't sure that you could. You beat a challenge. And you realize that you are more capable than you thought you were. And when we start to set these expectations for others around us, when we start to set the expectations of, you know, let's take it back to the restaurant, we'd set the expectation for a restaurant to do an excellent job, to provide an excellent service. And they don't achieve that. Then we need to communicate that. We need to vote with our dollars. You don't go back to that restaurant. And I think these are the things that we need to start thinking about in our community where we are a little bit more hard-lined with this stuff. We don't let people off the hook. And we don't let, especially more than anybody, we don't let kids off the hook. Kids of all people need to have the highest expectations. And what I see time and time again is us lowering the bar instead of raising the expectation. And I don't talk about this very much, but one of the biggest reasons that I had to leave the military was I saw this dropping of standards. And once you start down this path, it is such a slippery slope into mediocrity. It's probably even below mediocrity, right? Like mediocrity, I kind of think of as just like mundane, like middle of the road. It's like worse than that. It's like complacency. And, you know, they started to give passes for failed PT tests. And, you know, we had guys who had failed drug tests and you start to watch these standards drop and they don't kick these people out of the military. They don't have any ramifications or consequences. And what you start to realize is the guy who put on a hundred pounds of excess weight as an airborne infantryman and can't pass any part of a PT test, he goes on profile and he goes into remediation And he basically gets put into this like boat where all he does all day is just sit in his barracks room. And this is legitimately what happened. And there were multiple people in our unit. And so this guy is getting paid the exact same amount that I am. He's getting the same benefits. He's getting the same, you know, everything in terms of like compensation is the same 30 days vacation, all that stuff. 
but I'm waking up at 4 a.m. and busting my ass through a full day of work. And he's sitting in his room on profile and playing video games all day. And this was pervasive across the entire military, sort of a known thing. And once I sort of started to get into leadership positions and, you know, got involved a little bit more on the drill sergeant side of things and started to see some of these, you know, new soldiers coming in towards the end of my time, you started to notice things. And so here's a a quick, easy example is when I first joined, there was a uniform called the BDU. And this is your classic, like if you turn on a 90s movie now, I guess is where you would sort of have to be to see it. But this BDU example, it's kind of classic, you know, green, brown, beige camouflage. But there were standards set around what this uniform required that units that I was a part of took a high degree of pride in. And so this was starching your collar, a hard press, a sharp 90 degree angle with pinpoint accuracy on where your rank was measured to go and how that lapel crossed your chest. Pants were to be starched and to have a specific wrap to go into your boot. Boots were to be hand-shined to build up. And so when you walked across a soldier and you would see, you know, for us, you would see special forces guys, rangers, when I'm down at Fort Benning, Georgia, they're, they're walking around and you get to see them and their berets are tight. Their uniforms are well-pressed. Their boots are shined impressively. And from a hundred yards away, you can see that dude looks dialed in. And then you look over and you're in basic training and you look at our uniforms and they're like baggy and they have got wrinkles and they're gross and they're not well-pressed and our boots look like crap. Because we haven't learned. We're new and we haven't built the discipline process to be a squared away soldier yet. And that's indicative in our uniform just as much as it is our you know, performance and who we are as soldiers. And so it was this quick snapshot of do you care or do you not care? Are you a guy who shows up prepared, who gives a shit, who works his ass off in everything? Or are you a guy who just lets stuff slide because you don't think it matters? And so the BDU got outserviced towards the end of my time. I wore it up to the very last day I could. And what we switched into was something called the ACU. Well, the ACU looks like baggy pajamas on you. No more starching and pressing. Switched over to boots that you didn't shine. Almost all of the rhythm and standards went away. Rank was now a Velcro patch on your chest. Collars, flimsy, floppy. Uniforms didn't fit right. They're all crinky, you know, crinkly and wrinkled up. Not form fitting. It's just, it's such a gross change. But that to me was so indicative of what the military had become. You know, what I loved about the military was it was this, especially the units that I was a part of, was it set this high standard, this bar to be a tomb guard. Where it was just like, this is such an excessively high bar. Everybody else in our unit wore the, I forget what they call them, stay bright shoes, where they just like are 90% of a, a glossy shine already. Like they just come, they're like a plastic. 
that looks shiny from the outside and they're like 90% good, you know, and they, they look okay from afar, but they don't take any maintenance, right? They just come pre-shined for you, but it's not a hundred percent. And so at the tomb, you took your shoes all the way down and the amount of discipline and structure that it took, the expectations were so high. And what happens when you set high expectations for people? You start to get people to aspire to achieve. You start to get people who are motivated to want to be one of the ones who can actually meet or exceed that standard. You start to motivate people more than anything else. And all the crap that I saw when I was getting out and you you start to spend all the time around these soldiers that just didn't care. They started to let anybody into the service, failed PT test. Ah, let's just maybe change the PT. Ah, let's drop the standards. The new military PT test had a hanging knee raise. So all of you who come to the gym are going to know this. A hanging knee raise. So you go into a pull-up bar and you have to touch your knees to your elbows. Okay. And that's, that was it. You had to have like a, you know, somewhat of a, a neutral weird grip, but not a, not a challenging test. Right. And so you know, we have multiple members of the military. None of our females who are in the military struggled with that test at all. It was something like 90% of the females in the military couldn't do one rep, couldn't pass that. All they had to do, I think, was one rep. Couldn't do it. So what did the military do? They train them up. Did they build a training protocol to push out to all the units so that all of the women could start to exceed this standard because we made this PT test because it's a good test of fitness. And we actually really want to test them, but there are some things that are going to be hard for some people. And so we have to work as a unit now to build up our standards, to be able to exceed that expectation that the military has set for us. So with the new PT test comes a higher degree of fitness for our military. Nope. They cut it. They took it out of the test entirely. So you can see this slippage. It's a, poison. It's just an absolute disease that starts to infect a culture. And when you've seen it and you see it firsthand and you watch what it does to people, it takes people who were previously motivated, who want to come in and be a part of something great. And it takes them and and it just sucks their soul away. And then they just start to, you know, drift into that culture of easy. Yeah. You know, it is a lot nicer to not have to starch my uniform and shine my shoes and, you know, spend that half an hour, an hour every day to go through to make sure that my shit's tight. It's just a lot easier to put on these pajamas and just kind of roll into work. Yes, (laughs) like you're damn right. It is easier. And I did that my last year at the tomb. The BDUs were outdated. You couldn't wear them anymore and you had to switch over and use ACUs. And so I'd throw on my pajamas and go to work. It was disgusting. I, I, I hated them. I hated every moment in those uniforms. I would literally go to the tomb and put on my tomb uniform and just exist in that class B's and class A's because it, it made me sick to have these low standards uh, in, infused upon me. This is the whole reason I went down to the tomb was I didn't want to be infected by these low standards that the, mi- the main unit, I mean, we were doing funerals for soldiers who were killed in action the final goodbye that these families get to give to these soldiers. And you see people whose standards have dropped so much that they didn't take pride in their uniform. 
and they were more worried about what they were going to be doing that weekend. And they took no pride in what they did. Makes me sick. And it was, it, it makes me sick to be around. And you guys might even hear me say that depending on how close you are in my, my inner circle or if you, how, how much you listen to me, but I'll just say stuff like that. It just make, it makes me sick, makes me sick being around low standards and low expectations. And the older I get, the more I realize the creep of that, the creep of that low standard. And I, you know, I don't have direct school references for you, but I guarantee you all the teachers can probably tell you ways that they've seen the standards start to slip or drop or change or adjust just this little bit, just this little time, because some people somewhere have started to kind of struggle with it. And this is true. You know, I just saw, um, I'm actually reading an article. I, I kept it up because I thought I might talk about it, but, um, you know, the headline is, uh, consider drugs and surgery early for obesity in kids. New guidelines say that waiting doesn't work. And so as you scroll down the article, start to see, um, the group's guidance takes into consideration that obesity is a biological problem and that the condition is a complex chronic disease. Obesity is not a lifestyle problem. It is not a lifestyle disease. It predominantly emerges from biological factors. So what they're recommending is that they take a, a, kids under the age of 12 take a weekly injection and they get on prescription drugs, different doses of a drug called um, smegaglutide. Yeah, I'm going to butcher all these prescription names. Sorry, Bob, if you're listening. <laughs> are also used under different names to treat diabetes and blah, 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 blah. And for teenagers over 13, they recommend surgeries. Um, and Jenny can talk to you plenty about that. Um, and a lot of nationwide children's people are talking about this. But this, this article to me shows me that we are stopping having the hard conversation around obesity and childhood obesity. We're stopping talking about nutrition and families and building a healthy culture in your family to save your kids and build a better future for them and their life that we didn't have the information on. If you're listening to this podcast, you have the information out to save your child from chronic disease, from a lifetime of you know discomfort and dealing with doctors and diabetes and obesity and all these things. You have the toolkit right here. Just listen to these episodes, get them working out and exercising, eat healthy yourself, Build that culture in your family to eat healthy, that that's a priority for you. And show them what it means to show up to the gym and work hard and care about something and care about your health and fitness and put that as a priority in your life. Show them that. Show them what that looks like and build that culture in your family. And this whole article is moot, doesn't exist. But we've just slowly started to drop the expectations across the board for each other. For those in our lives who are unhealthy, we just accept it. We enable it. And what if you looked at your parents today and said, where you're at with your health is unacceptable to me. I want you to be around for the next 10, 15, 20 years. I want you to be mentally and physically capable to be there for your grandkids. I want you to be at their wedding. I want you to be around for them. That's important to me. So we got to step it up. You got to start taking your health and fitness seriously. You got to start eating better. I have higher expectations for you than this. What are you doing? Or if you're older, 
looking at your grown-up, you know, 20, 30, 40-year-old kids and saying the same thing to them. That to me is love. That to me is the action of love. Is setting the expectations for each other that deep down we all know that we wish we had. Being that person who steps up in a quiet room when everyone else is saying, yeah, you know, it'd be a lot easier if we got rid of these uniforms we have to do all this work on. And standing up and saying, (laughs) slapping the table, damn it. This is what we joined the military for. Discipline, structure. I want to be able to look at a soldier up and down, head to toe, and say, that motherfucker looks dialed in. I know that if I look to my left and right and I find the dude with the most dialed in uniform who looks the part, that I can look at him and say, I need your help. Come with me. And that person is going to be more likely to be a reliable, hardworking, dedicated, disciplined individual because just because they took the time to care about their outside appearance because they knew that that was a part of being a soldier. And they took that little bit more care than everybody else around them. I could see that. I could recognize it. And I know that that bleeds over into this other thing, whatever I'm going to ask them to do, save my life. Go with me to take this building. Go with me to do this and that. And obviously some of this stuff you know, is much more like dress than obviously you're not going to be worried too much about your uniform if you're out in the field. But um, you get my point. And so this is kind of where I want us to put our headspace on. What in your life have you allowed for the slippage to seep in? And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I allowed the slippage to seep in during the kids program. Kids program over COVID was weird, right? It it was challenging. Uh, Parents were off and on all over the place. Schedules were weird. Now we've gotten back into things and we're making up for lost time with activities. Kids are jumping into new sports and trying to get active again, which is awesome. But, you know, the kids program has been, has been challenging to, you know, keep attendance up and keep kids coming in and being dialed in, dedicated and, and really committed to the program. And so, you know, I just kind of said, well, you know, let's just, let's just keep things consistent. Let's keep it running. And, you know, I let my standards for it drop a little bit. And that's, that's my fault. And what two things I need to do a better job of is one, I need more people around me to hold my feet to the fire. I need all of you in communicating this to you. I'm helping you hold my feet to the fire, but I need my number two, my number three, the, the staff, the people around me, they need to hold all of us to a higher standard. It can't be just me. They need to recognize when things are slipping and they need to bring it up. Say, listen, we need to do a better job at this. We said that this is a goal for us. We're running a program. It's not as good as it could be. We should have higher expectations for ourselves in this. This should be better. We can offer more. Let's do more. And so this is all a part, it's, you'll, you'll find in your life when you start to actually like sit down and meditate on this, or if you guys are in the car, when you're done with this podcast, just shut it off and just think about this. Where in your business, where in your profession, if you are a professional, where if I look at you and I say, what do you do for a living? What do you do for work? And you say, I'm a teacher. What you've told me is that you are a professional educator, a professional leader of young people. And so with me, automatically, I set expectations for you. 
I have expectations of what it means to be a good teacher. I have expectations of what I would assume you should be doing as an educator. Some minimum bars, some things that I think that everybody would kind of agree upon that as a teacher, you should be doing. You should be at your class 10 minutes prior. You should be prepared. You should know what you're communicating for the day. You should understand and empathize with students to meet each one where they're at. You should communicate effectively with the kids who are struggling, the parents. There's some different level bars. But hopefully, you are saying and you are proud to say that this is my profession. This is what I am a professional at. This is what I excel at. And this is the thing that I'm going to put pride in. And so step number one, you know, think about the expectations that you have for yourself as a father, as a mother, as a son, as a daughter. Think about your relationships first as a friend to others. The expectations, who do you want to be? What kind of friend do you want to be? And what do you need to do that you're not doing right now? What are the expectations that you should be holding yourself to that you're not because you've allowed slippage to come in and happen? Family first, friend second. Second, your health, obviously. What are expectations you set for yourself? Well, I said I was going to make four workouts a week every week this entire year. And already there's been a couple of weeks where I like, I only made it once. Set your expectations, exceed or meet those expectations. Exceed is better. Meet is the minimum bar. Well, you know, I said I was going to do a better job, you know, dry January, but, you know, we got, it was kind of, got this thing coming up and the Bengals, you know, they might make the AFC championship game. And if, uh, if the Jaguars win, they're going to be hosting. So I'm going to go down to the game and uh, I don't know, maybe not dry January then. No, set the expectation, exceed the expectation. Third, professionally, right? Where have you dropped the bar? Where have you seen others drop the bar that makes you sick? Where have you noticed the slippage in businesses or clients or people that you work with? And it just makes you sick. Makes you sick to see somebody lower their expectations of themselves and watch that happen. And that's the unfortunate thing sometimes as a coach is I sit down with these meetings, these intro positions, and you know, I sit down and I consult with people and they say, you know, I want to change my life. I want to turn things around. And I say, listen, our expectation, our minimum expectation is that you work out three days a week. Is that possible for you? And everybody says, yes, absolutely. Awesome. Sign up, show up. First month goes by, they're doing pretty good. Second month goes by, all of a sudden, one day a week. Don't show up the second week. Maybe one day a week. And we're texting them, we're calling them, we're saying, hey, where are you at? When are you coming in this week? And then eventually what starts to happen is everybody's expectation, including your own, starts to drop for yourself. We see this slippage come in. And now I came in and I joined this gym and I wanted to be a part of something. And I had this expectation for myself and I let myself down. And then others kept having a high expectation for me. The coaches kept texting me and we kept talking. We kept saying like, hey, three days a week, three days a week. That's what we're going to make. And I let them down. And what you'll see is when you allow your expectations to lower for long enough, everyone just accepts it as normal. They just accept it as who you are. Because you're really not a person who can have high expectations set for them because you don't rise to the occasion. Just true for coaching too. If I come up to you and I coach you and I say, hey, listen, you look really good today. How do you feel? I'm like, I feel good. Like, listen, I really think that this is a day that you could probably try something like uh, you could try a 75-pound dumbbell for the workout. I said, oh, 75. I've never done 75 before, Jeff. How am I going to do that? Listen, I'm watching you. I've watched a lot of people do this workout. 
I can promise you that you can do a 75 pound dumbbell if you just believe in yourself. I believe that you can do it. It's like, ah, no, I'm good. I'm going to, I'm going to use a 50. Okay. Right. I'm going to walk away and I'm just going to say, okay. Right. And then if that happens time and time and time again, then it's going to be okay. That person doesn't necessarily want those expectations set for them. That person doesn't necessarily want to achieve like higher. They're okay. Kind of just with staying where they are, which is okay. You know, at a certain point, but we don't want to remove the belief in others of us. And you don't want to stop having high expectations for yourself. You don't want to have to, you know, we all lose something when everybody's expectations drop. Like we've all lost something when our expectations of all the restaurants around us are low. When the expectation is bad service, when you go out to restaurants now, we've all lost something like society's lost something. Restaurants used to be like a fun, enjoyable experience that we would all look forward to. And sometimes it's just not now. And so like, that's something society can be built around that we all should really look forward to and enjoy. And we should be proud of. And when that ball's dropped and you just start to see that expectation lower, you're just like, uh, well, it, we just don't go out to restaurants as much anymore. And that sucks. <laughs> like that sucks. Our society has lost something. We've lost something. Marie and I have lost something. We used to enjoy doing that. We just don't enjoy it as much anymore. It's too expensive and the service isn't good. So what? So what's going to happen, right? So that's sort of my expectation. And, you know, this is one of the, the things that as I look future into the gym and as I start thinking about me and, you know, the others around me is my expectations for myself as a coach and how I show up and how I'm prepared and the energy that I bring and the effort that I put forth, that is something that I hold the highest expectations for myself of. And I know that the other coaches know that that bleeds over into them and that I have extremely high expectations for them. And that's tough. That's challenging. You know, they probably get super annoyed and they bitch and complain about me behind my back. They're like, oh my gosh, Jeff is so annoying. He was like, said that I just didn't coach this one thing right. And now he was like, all, he was all upset about it. And he just got all pissy and they like bitch about me behind my back. Like, good. Yeah. That's what high expectations and having high expectations for you and for others is all about. But you know what? They're going to come back the next class and they're going to coach it better. And it's going to get better. And eventually they're going to become really, really good at what they do. And you're going to, I will get the treat sometimes of taking their class and watching a really well-coached class from a coach who's been with us for four or five years. And I saw them on day one and they were terrible. And they were, you know, class ran over by 10 minutes and they were talking too much and nobody was paying attention to them. And, you know, and it was too quiet at certain times and too loud. And now I get to watch them and you're just like, dang, like that's awesome. Like they've gotten so much better. So proud. So this is what we get with expectations. And as you guys are looking at your kids, as you guys are looking at your profession, as you guys are looking at you and your own self and relationships, your relationship with your, yourself healthy, you know, health-wise, mentally, physically, emotionally, keep those expectations high. Let's not be a society that starts to drop the expectations on each other. Let's, at least inside of our community, let's be one that communicates high expectations to each other. Right? I have expectations for all of you as parents. I have expectations for everyone who's listening to this. If you're taking the half an hour to listen to this, my expectation is that you are going to follow through with action that makes you and the people around you better. So I'm going to leave you guys with that today. Hope you guys have a great day and are having a great day. We've got Seeking Stoics coming next week. Looking forward to that uh, version three. And have a great week, guys.